Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, October 25th, 2022, Tuesday, two weeks before the midterm vote. Now, I have a bold prediction to make this evening. Are you ready for a bold um, prediction? If you're not ready, you got to leave the room or you got to turn us off because this is bold. Okay. so if the Democrats lose the House and the Senate, In two weeks, my prediction is that President Biden will be under pressure to resign from his own party and will eventually quit. Now, that's about as bold a prediction as you're going to get. Because the party understands that it is Biden himself that is dragging down pretty much the whole progressive vision with uh, his demeanor, Biden's demeanor. So once again, Dems lose the House and the Senate. Two weeks from today, Biden comes under pressure. Not going to hear a lot of that pressure publicly, but it'll be there privately. And I don't think he's going to make out his last two years. He'll resign for health reasons. Now, here's a backup for the Talking Points memo. I'll provide you some information you may not know. So yesterday, um, Joe and Jill Biden had a nice ceremony honoring honoring a guy named Dale Henry, who's the chief uh, of White House grounds, the groundskeeper. He's been at the White House for 50 years, Mr. Henry. That was a nice ceremony. They gave him props and, and, and everything was nice. The problem started after the ceremony was over. Go. Okay. Mr. You. Haney, Man would you awesome. like to say anything about working I'll, here I'll for 50 years? Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say again, this big man for active parking. Exactly. Thank you, guys. Mr. Haney? Welcome. 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 Okay, so you're wandering around again. Now, I believe, and I'm giving benefit of the doubt to Joe Biden, that he was making a joke there. I want to go the other way. 
He wasn't serious about that. But he didn't know which way to go. He doesn't know where he is. And as we uh, demonstrated yesterday, um, he says stuff like, yeah, I, uh, I passed a student debt forgiveness loan in Congress when he didn't. That never happened. I mean, that's a, if this doesn't disturb you, then nothing will do, ever disturb you. Okay, so um, the most severe mistake in this whole campaign that was made by anyone, any Congress, Senate, governor, anyone, the most severe political mistake was this. Roll the tape. Yes, uh, our economy is trying to sell the internal. Inflation is worldwide, worse off everywhere else in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. And that's how it's worldwide inflation that's consequential. The optics of that are just horrible. Let them eat cake. Let them eat ice cream. And it's just not true. Americans are suffering because of Biden. And again, I'm not even going to be uh, I'm not going to be repetitive, but all you got to do is go back to the last year of Trump and compare the inflation rate, compare the gross national product, compare everything. And it's not even in the same hemisphere. And Biden's ruined the economy. Ruined it here, not in Belgium. Doesn't matter what they do in Belgium. And there he is with the ice cream cone, arrogant as hell, telling everybody the economy is strong as hell when it isn't. Stock market doesn't drop 3,000 points in less than three months when the economy's strong. It just doesn't happen. That, what you just saw, clinched it for independent voters who are suffering. They go, what are you doing? You're that disassociated from reality? And the answer is yes, he is. He's that disassociated. So now they can't even send Biden out to do anything anymore. So they send his surrogate. Pete Buttigieg, go. Can anybody name the top five things that they've suggested to fight inflation? Can anyone name three? How about one? You know, they voted no on the Inflation Reduction Act that was about lowering prices for Americans. He's talking about the Republicans. Well, you don't have to name anything. All you have to do is go back to the Trump administration, which was run by a Republican president. That's all you got to do and say, well, Trump did this and it worked. Trump did that and it worked and Biden dismantled it. So you got to do Pete. And I, look, I'm not going to debate this Inflation Reduction Act. But if you think spending more federal money is going to reduce inflation, you're out of your blank in mind. You know, you are the director, the secretary of transportation, and we have the worst airline situation in the history of the country under you, Pete. So forgive me if I, you have no credibility whatsoever on the public policy scene. Okay, that's the memo. Now, the president's schedule today. He got a flu shot, fifth one, okay? Okay, he gets a flu shot. And then he says everybody should get a flu shot. The problem with everybody getting a flu shot is... Why should we get a flu shot? Uh, not a flu shot, a COVID shot, which is the same thing as a flu shot. It's, it's the same thing. And I say that because a flu shot is expires. You got to get it every year. 
Okay, so the COVID shot and the flu shot are the same. Now, I'm getting a flu shot. Okay, I should have gotten it already, but I'm going to get it. But the, I have four COVID shots, but I'm not getting a five COVID shot unless my doctor tells me why I should get it. My doctor, not CDC. And where are they on this? So Biden, if he really believed that the COVID shot was necessary, should have actually had a press conference and said, look, this is why I got it. This is what it's going to do. No, he just gets it because it's a show. Drives me nuts. Okay, Frank Luntz. You know the name. You probably know him. I used him on a factor occasionally. Uh, when he didn't annoy me, I used him. Uh, but, you know, everybody annoys me once in a while. Um, and Luntz is, uh, does something very unique. He puts together focus groups. He pays the people 100 bucks a head. And believe me, that's a bargain for Luntz. If I had to sit with Luntz for three hours, it would be a grand at least. Okay, but he pays these people $100 to come in and answer questions. And he does it uh, because corporations and other businesses want to know what we the people are thinking. Okay, so he's got one coming up this weekend, paid for by the New York Times. And I'm going to that'll be an interesting discussion point. Um, And he had a focus group recently. And I want to show you just a piece of it in case you really haven't seen what he does. Go. What does Washington not understand about you economically that you wish to tell them? We can make better decisions and manage our money in a better way than you. Everybody in Congress, almost everybody in Congress is absurdly wealthy, like, like independently wealthy, more money than they'd be making from their congressional salaries, even if they came from poverty. And I don't think they understand how expensive it is to live right now. I don't think they understand how expensive rent is, how the, the number of uh, houses selling for less than $300,000 has dwindled to almost nothing in the last five years. Just the fact that nobody can access not even building wealth, but just getting stability. Okay, joining us now from New York City is Frank Luntz. Hey, Luntz, good to see you. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy uh, surveying the United States. And you got to do it now uh, by Zoom because of COVID. You still can't get them in a little room and torture them. Uh, wow, you're even meaner than Sean Hannity about these focus groups. <laughs> uh, they, uh, it's, it's a new process. The, the good thing about it is it's now a nationwide discussion. So if you took a look, a close look at that video, you'll find that there were maybe 15 different states out of those 18 or 19 people So we really can talk to people at the same time, coast to coast. The bad part of it is I like to see their expressions, their body language, which I cannot see in a Zoom like this. So I lose that, but uh, I can also assemble people in a matter of an hour or two to ask them about some crisis, an economic crisis, a foreign policy disaster, something that went wrong. And I couldn't do that before. How many people did you have in in the video that we saw? How many people were in that discussion group? Typically 16, 17, 18 people. I go as high as 30 and as few as a dozen. About 20 is the is the sweet spot because then everyone gets a chance to participate. Nobody can dominate the conversation. And with 20 different voices, if they're selected correctly, that gives you a really good feel for what's going on in America. And I when have say, to do this if I'm to know, know what's going to happen. When you say selected correctly, what questions do you ask before you put them on? 
I want to know what the partisanship is. I want to know who they voted for. I want to know how often they consume news. I want to know ideologically where they stand, their age, their income, their education, their, their gender, uh, where they live, uh, uh, city, suburb, small town. Uh, I want to know that I've got a group that's accurately reflective of the population I'm trying to study and that it's sufficiently diverse to give me a feel for the country. Okay. So two weeks from today, the midterm vote will be held. And your feeling about that vote is what? It has changed because of the sessions I've been doing over the last three or four weeks. Up until around the 1st of June, Republicans were headed towards a landslide victory. But after Roe v. Wade, after the abortion decision from the Supreme Court, the Democrats started to make inroads. And Joe Biden had several successes over the summer. At least they were portrayed as successes. And it made a significant difference in the outcome that the generic ballot actually went in the advantage of the Democrats and that it looked like the Democrats were gonna pick up two or three seats in the Senate. As of October 22nd, sorry, as of October 25th, let me get my dates right. I now believe that the Republicans are headed for a 15 to 20 seat House gain. And I believe that the Senate will stay status quo, which is Democrats have the advantage because they control the White House I'm looking at a 50-50 or maybe 51-49 Democratic advantage, which I know, Bill, from your perspective, you think the Republicans are going to win all across the board. I'll give you the two races that I'm watching. Georgia with Herschel Walker against Raphael Warnock and Pennsylvania, the big debate that's going to happen. I don't know when this goes out, but the debate that's going to happen a few hours from when we are taping this. In both cases, the Democrat has the advantage. In both cases, if the election were held today, the Democrat would win by two or three points. But right, in let both me challenge. Uh, new poll out today. I don't know whether you saw it in Georgia. It's got Walker ahead by two and Kemp ahead by seven. When you have uh, that's the top of the ticket, Kemp is going to win. And I think he's going to drag Walker across because all the polls have it either a tie or Warnock by one or Walker today by two. So I think that Walker is going to win there. New Hampshire has surged for Bulldog against Maggie Hassan. It's now a tie within the margin of error in New Hampshire. That's one of my bellwether states because there are so many independent voters in that state. And in the uh, faux pas that I just presented, before I brought you on. The Biden opposition is hardening now across the country, even in states like Washington State, where Patty Murray is actually has to fight to keep her seat. So I think you're wrong on that. But is there something that I'm missing? It's one thing to pull even. It's another thing to actually get more votes than your opponent that the negativity in Georgia against Herschel Walker, he has survived an onslaught. It's very similar to a Trump campaign when he went through in 2016 and 2020. In the end, I think that Georgia will have more ticket splitters. I do agree with you that Kemp wins that race, that Stacey Abrams will, for the second time, lose her election. But I'm not convinced that he'll pull Walker over the finish line simply because Georgia's suburban voters do split their ballots. They don't feel all right, like they but have- they're all getting hurt in Georgia. It's a working class state, just like North Carolina, where I, I think uh, the Republican will win the Senate seat there. Because as you know, 
you know better than anybody in this country. The suffering of the working people now cuts across all parties and ideologies, Frank. Come on. I'll give you the numbers behind it. There was a point in 2016 when Donald Trump had started to win over working class voters. The average age of a Trump voter was 59, which is much older than the Democrats. But what was more important is this amount of savings that the average Trump voter had. And this is when Trump had begun to gain support. $2,000 is what they had put away at the age of 59. Bill, if that's all you have at 59 and you're not college educated and you can't go get a high tech job and you're not going to move from wherever you are, then you're screwed. And that is the voter that you're describing right now. They're right. fed up. They're not going to take it anymore. Right. I just believe that, frankly, some of the messaging from the former president telling people their vote doesn't matter, telling people in Georgia, in Georgia. You're talking about home, Trump? Talking about Trump. Yeah, but he's disappeared. Say- nobody's, nobody's even considering Trump right now when they're making out their family budget. I'm, I, I can tell you that. New York, where I am right now, where you are right now, I think Zeldin's going to beat her. I think the emotion of people in New York with the crime and the general disarray and the high taxes, I think Zeldin's going to win. You see that? And that's the issue. And the fact that they can't get crime under control, and I'll give you more details because of the focus groups, it's the randomness of it that you never know in your own neighborhood, in your own home, whether you could be the victim of crime. And it never was that way. It hasn't been that way since the 1960s. And that randomness, and the same thing with immigration. It is not that they are making an ideological stand on immigration. It's that they're mad as hell that these people are flooding across the border. The White House says the border is absolutely secure, which obviously it's not. And they see these people showing up all across the country. But they Frank, you're making that, my case for me. People are mad as yes. hell. And yes. they're not going to yes. vote for the incumbent dithering president who is perceived to be uh, as incompetent as anybody since Herbert Hoover when they're mad as hell. You're making my point for me here. Bill, I am. But here's the kicker. Here's the caveat. Donald Trump has told Republicans again and again that the elections are rigged, that the system doesn't work. And he won the election. And you know the impact of that? Some Republicans aren't going to vote because uh, of I what believe Trump it. Trump says. I don't Ask believe it. Trump. I don't think Trump is a factor at all in this. But hey, you're the expert. Now, New York Times this weekend, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Uh, we did a focus group to learn about what voters think of uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida and whether or not he will be a potentially a strong challenger to Donald Trump, whether or not he's the next generation of political leader. And we got the same kind of divisions that we are getting in all of our sessions. Half the group loves the guy and thinks he's a great governor, more than half. But, but a large number don't like him because they think that he's too dictatorial, that he tells people what they should think. Uh, in the end, I actually believe, based on these Florida voters, that Donald Trump is in trouble in 2024 if DeSantis decides to run. These are the people who know Trump the best and know DeSantis the best. And if asked to choose, they would rather have DeSantis over Donald Trump. And that's just in Florida, though. Um, that's correct. 
Okay, so it's Republicans in Florida. New York Times wanted to know who's more popular, DeSantis or Trump. Do I have it? Not just Republicans, independents and Democrats. Oh, you, you a- poll Democrats. Well, but see, that skews it because Democrats hate Trump so much. Yes, they hate they him. Like, no, but they don't like Ron DeSantis either. Of course, they don't like anybody who's conservative. Yes. Um, okay, uh, you dodged my question about Lee Zeldin. You see him winning in New York? I see him making it so much closer than anybody expected. I see that there's that this reminds me of 1994 with uh, Pataki. The only difference is, and I go back to the same thing. I'm sorry, Bill. I must sound like a broken record, but Donald Trump has sway. Conservatives listen to him. Republicans listen. He's the most powerful political figure among the Republican Party since Ronald Reagan 40 years ago. And Trump has been saying to them again and again, the system is broken. It's rigged. And even if 1% of Republican voters don't vote because of that, that will cost three or four House seats and maybe a Senate or governorship. I I don't see that happening. But here's what I do see happening. And this is speculation on my part. And you know I don't do a lot of speculation. I don't think a lot of minority voters, blacks in particular, are going to turn out. Because I think they're getting hurt economically more than anyone else in this country. And they're not going to go to the polls to affirm the people who are hurting them. That does not show up in any of the polling. So in Georgia, for example, where you have a lot of African-American vote, they don't go out, they being the black vote, the way they did two years ago, okay? Walker wins. Walker wins. And that's what I'm seeing. There's going to be a suppression not a conscious oppression, but a, well, why am I going to vote for the people who are hurting me? Last word. Last word is the vote to watch is the Latino Hispanic vote. In, in uh, 2016, 28% voted for Trump. In 2020, 38% voted for Trump. Our polling has it at 45% for Republicans. If you get that much of a swing, not only do the Republicans win the House, but it makes several Senate Democrats losers because the Latino vote. All right, we're losing you on uh, whatever cyberspace thing we have. Uh, Frank, we really appreciate it. Um, and now we have it all on tape. <laughs> so we'll see whether Luntz uh, is right or O'Reilly's right. But I see uh, the GOP grand old party, that's the Republicans, winning the Senate by two. That is my prediction now. That could change. Remember, we got two weeks. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door 
or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, you uh, I'm sure heard about this uh, 13 Chinese nationals arrested uh, by the Justice Department. I'm not going to go into this micro thing. It's the same old stuff. So China sends people here. They uh, spy on companies to get technology, to, to do a, a variety of terrible things. It's, it's basically espionage without the explosions. But China wants American technology. Okay, in a, in a whole bunch of ways. They want medical technology. They want space technology. They want all of that. And these people uh, dropped in here, FBI investigating. There was an FBI undercover uh, who uh, allegedly received $60,000 from a Chinese national. That's what this is all about. Okay, and so uh, they're all being prosecuted. Ted Cruz. So you know how I feel about the view. Even though I went on The View about 15 times when Barbara Walters was in charge of the program. Ms. Walters no longer has anything to do with it, and it has become a uh, ferociously progressive presentation. Unfair, hateful, Disney should be ashamed. Now, Ted Cruz decides to go on The View because he has a book. I will submit to you there isn't one person. And about 2 million people watch that show a day. That's all. Okay, It's not well watched, but it gets a lot of media attention. Anyway, Cruz goes on. Um, and the usual chaos breaks out. First, there are protesters in the audience. Go. It's the most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion, and that's what's We do cover climate here, guys. Me. We do cover excuse climate. Excuse me. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Okay. They removed three uh, global warming protesters, whatever it was. Insignificant. But now this is significant. These are largely nasty women. I cut Whoopi Goldberg some slack because I've known her for so long. And personally, she isn't. And I don't think she's even comfortable with that program anymore, but I could be wrong. Roll the tape. I frankly don't know how you get over your wife being called ugly. I don't know how you get over those kind of calumnies against your father. But you obviously <laughs> have gotten over it. Today, you sing a very different tune. So tell us, were you lying then or are you lying now? Yeah, that's, that's a loaded question there. Look, it's a, me, it's a, I think a lot of people have the same question. It's a very different Ted Cruz that we're seeing. 
We are. I mean, would you uh, not agree that that's very different Ted Cruz than, no, than today's what Ted Cruz? I, what I would say is this. In 2016, we had a primary where Donald Trump and I beat the living crap out of each other. I'll tell you, Heidi laughed when he said that. My father laughed. That was a good answer by uh, Ted Cruz. But I have to say, if uh, Anna Navarro was just a vile human being, and I don't say that about many people, but it's vile. Said that to me. It would have been. Uh, I would have just looked in her, in her eye and say, I would have said the same thing I just said to you. You know, you're a vile person. Because she is. Now, I don't know why anybody would subject themselves to that. All right. Remember Morton Downey Jr. way, way back. And he'd go on and scream and throw stuff. And I, 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 when I was younger, I, why would anybody put themselves through that? And again, Cruz didn't sell one copy of his book there. All it was is a pinata. Boom, boom, boom. They're not interested in anything like that. Yet you could ask that question to Cruz without that kind. Are you lying then or are you lying now? Hey, listen, lady. <laughs> now, she might have done that to me because she wants to be famous. She wants to get in all the Internet stuff. But boy, so Cruz gave a good answer, but he was foolish for going on there. All right, Brittany Griner. This is the uh, basketball player who is incarcerated in uh, Russia for bringing some pot residue into the country. So this shows Putin's cruelty. There's no reason why this woman should be imprisoned in a penal colony outside of Moscow. There's no reason on earth. Okay, she made a mistake, fine her. This isn't a, it's not a dope dealer. She just wanted to bring the stupid pot into Russia, which was ridiculously dumb. But now you're torturing the woman. Because you're cruel, Putin. You are cruel. That's why. You are a sociopath. Maybe if Putin ever gets deposed, he could be on The View. <laughs> anyway, uh, I expect somewhere down the line, Ms. Greiner will be released. And then we'll have to release some Russians that we have convicted for felonies, serious felonies in the United States. I think that's what it'll go down. All right, here is a phony poll. Now, this is important for you to understand. So the Internet is not a reliable source. This is why you watch and listen to me and BillOReilly.com premium and concierge members pay a slight fee to hear my commentary because we are honest. We are credible. Now, the Internet is not, but millions and millions and millions of Americans believe what they read on the Internet. So here's the latest. A group says that 52% of Americans will not give trick-or-treaters candy this year. I, I saw this, I go, that's not true. I live in a regular neighborhood. Everybody in this neighborhood will give the urchins treats. Everybody. So I said, that's not true. So I asked my staff to check it out. This is a poll uh, under the banner of studyfinds.com. And it was conducted by byte.com, B-Y-T-E.com, 
which is a dentistry, a dentistry website. And they don't want kids eating candy. That's what this is all about. But you never know that. You think, and this is what it says, that 52% of Americans won't be handing out Halloween candy and 24% say they won't because of inflation. Bull. It's just bull. Anyway, don't believe. Look, I don't care about this survey. What I care about is you. When you look at the Internet, please be skeptical. Smart life. Now, here's a study that's true. Uh, It's taken by the Global Consumer Barometer. It says that 33% of consumers are now experiencing high levels of stress due to the cost of living. That's true. I think it's more than 33%. I think it's almost half, which is why I was telling Frank Luntz in states like Georgia, North Carolina, New Hampshire, okay, where the bulk of people are working people. This is not like L.A. or New York or even Chicago. Okay? They're working people. They're under stress because of the unbelievably incompetent Biden administration. So the people under stress are demonstrating it in a few ways. 21% say they are eating junk food. Don't do that. That's not helping you ever. All right? 16% they said they're smoking more or vaping. And 13% saying they're drinking booze, more booze getting drunk. All that's destructive. Okay. If you are under severe stress and you are under the age of 50 or even 60, you can get another job. If you have a college education, you can tutor urchins on an hourly rate. You know, just make it reasonable in your area of expertise. That brings in extra money. Or you can deliver food. Here on Long Island, they need food delivery like crazy. And you can make money by delivering food. Just go and ask the restaurants or the delis or whatever you guys need any delivery guys. Okay? You can do it. There are extra ways to make money. But don't hurt yourself. That's smart life. All right, Google has the worst cliches of the year. Here they are. Now, let me, let me define it. A cliché, according to the dictionary, is a phrase or opinion that betrays a lack of original thought. A lack of original thought. That's why I hate them. Think about what you are saying. Here are the clichés, the worst ones. Thrown under the bus. Circle back. Deep dive. Game changer. New normal. Here's the deal. And the worst at the end of the day. I hate that. <laughs> uh, when I was on the factor, we used to find people who said at the end of the day, it was a charitable, a charity thing. This day in history, October 25th, 1989, Jim Baker is convicted and sentenced to 45 years in prison for fraud. Jim Baker. You remember him now? Some of you younger viewers do not. Roll the tape. Come on now, let's have a great big welcome for Jim and Tammy Baker. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heritage U.S. 
I say, it's nice to have you here. My, what a wonderful audience. Now, this audience would warm you up on a cold, chilly uh, October day. <laughs> nice to have you here with us. All right, so what Baker was doing, and he was taking in a million dollars a week for his PTL club, Praise the Lord Club, was he was taking some of that money and spending it on him, on himself, and on Tammy Faye. They were buying stuff. Okay, you can't do that because he had like a nonprofit going. 45 years, that's a long time. So he gets out, um, doesn't serve the full term. And he's still doing it. He's still doing it. He's 82. And he's got some kind of dopey little presentation someplace on the Internet. And he's selling some kind of snake oil that cures COVID. And the FDA comes in with a complaint letter to tell him to stop. So he gets 45 years and he continues to do it. Unbelievable. Okay. A mail segment and a final thought. I have a, an announcement. It's not a huge announcement, but it'll be interesting, I believe, to you. And the final thought. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's go to uh, the mail. Billy Loggins, Crossville, Tennessee. Hey, Bill, you mentioned several days ago. If Herschel Walker lied about paying for a woman's abortion, you would not vote for him. I understand your principles, but taking the chance the Dems control the Senate, I disagree. Walker all the way. Do you still feel that way? I do. I would not vote for Herschel Walker if it is proven that he lied about this abortion thing. However, it has not been proven. He is entitled to due process the presumption of innocence. Only two more weeks. Now, if the other side that was accusing Walker had the proof, it would be out there already. Believe me, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution would have run that on page one all day long. So, at this juncture, giving Walker the presumption of innocence, I would vote for him. Because Warnock is just... A progressive guy is going to do whatever Biden tells him to do. Now, would I vote for Warnock if it's proved that Walker did pay for an abortion? No, I would not. I'd write in Fran Tarkenton's name or somebody from Georgia. Louis Sarvada, Colorado. Hard to believe the Democrats and their chief spokesman uh, are so oblivious that The president would essentially say the economy is strong. Let him eat ice cream. There are a lot of angry peasants out here. You bet. So that was, as I said in the Talking Points memo, the worst gap, political gap of the year. Now, Carol Taylor did not give a town, but I'm going to use her letter anyway 
But if you write to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town if you wish to opine. Bill, check to see if my mother was eligible to vote in New York, and she is listed as active. She passed away in 2019. I'm worried about dead people voting in New York. Okay, so the bureaucracy in every state, not just New York, is a problem. People die if you don't directly call the voting roll, and even if you do, some names will stay on there. Is it a massive problem? No, but it is a problem. And thank you for telling me about that, Carol. But name in town next time. Robert Switzer, Smithville, New Jersey. Bill, as you reported, we're getting hit in every area of commerce. My latest shock was dog food. In July, I purchased a 30-pound bag of food for my Terra dogs, 53 bucks. This week, I purchased more, the same bag, $67. Yeah, everybody's piling on. Now, I don't know if the cost of dog food went up. I assume transporting the bags to the grocery stores or the pet store, that went up. But that's a 26% increase, as you point out, Robert. They're padded. Okay. Robert, concierge member. Robert gets direct access to me. That makes a great holiday gift, Christmas gift, concierge membership. People will thank you because it will improve their lives immediately. Bill Kathy Hochul is demanding more police in the subway. So what? If you don't prosecute them and let them go, what does it matter? It matters because it might prevent crime. You're absolutely right, Robert. After the crime occurs, Governor Hochul, oh, you can't send him to jail. But by having more cops in the subway, it may prevent the crime from actually occurring. Lori Eckhart, Chico, California, I agree with your choices of irritating phrases, Bill. One that irritates me is, you got this? You don't always got this. <laughs> That's more of a kid thing. You got, I got this. Well, maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't live in that world. But look, if you, if you can think when you speak and knock out these cliches, come across as much more authoritative, credible. Okay. Uh, Mooncalf is the word of the day. M-O-O-N-C-A-L-F. BillOReilly.com store. We have fabulous deals. Get ahead of the curve. Christmas coming. Get ahead of it. And if you become a concierge or premium member, you get a free copy of Killing the Legends. You will love this book, Killing the Legends. I hope you check it out. Okay, back with the final thought in a moment. Here is the final thought of the day. So uh, I signed a deal to do some commentary for an organization called News Nation. It's a cable news outfit. It doesn't do ideology, although they did hire Chris Cuomo to do their 8 o'clock program. So I'm going to do commentaries for them a couple of times a week. Now, the reason I'm doing this is to spread the word. So News Nation uh, has been on the air about a year and a half. They haven't done all that much. They need attention. I'll give them attention because my commentaries are obviously high profile. But it's important for me 
and for this news operation to spread the word. Spread the word. Okay? The more people that know about us, the more powerful we become. The more resources we have, the better we can cover the news for you, the watcher and listener on the radio. So News Nation, I'll be on tomorrow on the Cuomo Show, 8 p.m., and then a couple of times a week thereafter. And we are very thankful for the opportunity. And thank you for watching and listening tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.